Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. You're listening to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 103, Demystifying Lead Buying, a foundational guide to buying leads. As the title suggests, we're sort of pitching this podcast to people who are perhaps newish to buying leads. So we're going to set out some initial steps and ideas they can look at and begin to follow to try and uh, have a go at buying leads for the first time, perhaps. But hopefully also if you are experienced um, buying leads already, you can still sort of work through these and look at your own process and uh, hopefully find some value in it too. So Simon, um, let's say people are listening to this uh, who have looked to buy leads, never actually taken that leap, perhaps think the process is a little bit daunting. Let's set out some things they can do to be more confident they can make a success of it. Okay, let me uh, begin first by saying I've got sinusitis or something like, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, I'm trying not to grumble, stiff up a lip and all that. Uh, But if my voice sounds odd or I sniff or do something else, that's why. Um, So in terms of uh, the beginning point of buying leads, whether you're new to it, whatever, uh, I get asked this question fairly often, probably, um, mainly by people I'm sort of introduced to that go, oh, these guys are planning on launching a campaign or a program and they need leads. They'll be like, what should we do? The first thing I always say to people is work backwards from the end result. So like, who are you selling to and what are you selling and how are you selling it? Um, because if you don't know all of that and have all that nailed down, I just wouldn't even go into buying mm. leads. Um, it, it's not going to solve any problems. It'll make any problems you've got even worse. So the first thing is, uh, who are you selling to? So this is like a, a specific audience or a specific niche potentially. Uh, how are you set or what are you selling? So the product itself, how is it different to, in the market? How does that match up with your audience? And then how are you going to be selling it? Which is, you know, is this a phone call? Is it going to be on text? Is it an email? Is it a visit? Um, you know, and I'm assuming that most people that then start buying leads have been doing this for a period of time and have nailed all that down and uh, are basically wanting to pour rocket fuel on it. And that's probably the point that you want to get to when you're buying leads. This is why when you look at the companies that are most successful buying leads, they have a really solid marketing or sales structure that's tried and tested and all they're doing is now um, really looking to power it and uh, and add more leads on the top. So that's the first thing that I'd say to people. Um, the second thing is, so there's there's a few points in it. Let's if we imagine we're a company, uh, us two and everyone else listening to this. So we we've got a rock solid sales and marketing process in our company. We know who, how, what we're selling. It's all great. So now we're like, okay, now we need to generate some leads. We're doing our own leads internally via PPC, maybe, I don't know, you know, social media, it could be organic, whatever's going on. 
So what we need to think is, okay, so we're going to get an external company um, to start driving leads for us. So number one is you've got to find that external company or mm -hmm. companies. And this is like a challenge in itself. There are some great companies, right? Like really good external lead generation companies. And there are some really bad external lead generation companies. And now it is up to you as a brand new person or even as someone with experience, this affects absolutely everyone to try and navigate this world where everyone's saying the same things. Everyone's saying they've got the secret source. Everyone's telling you, you know, this is like manna from heaven. They're going to be able to power your sales. How do you figure out who you're going to work with? Um, and it's tough. I mean, we've covered that. We've done this on a few podcasts. We've even built some technology to help companies solve this, this exact problem. Partner Hive, we did a podcast on it. So I'd recommend using that. We're still in a sort of beta stage at the moment. But otherwise, um, you know, it's the same things that we've been through before. You want to be running due diligence on the place that can supply leads, looking at the landing pages, speaking to their previous customers, looking at referrals, how they generate leads. They should be able to give you absolutely everything about how they're going to do it. So let's imagine that you manage to find um, a pot of suppliers. You want to be working with, uh, if you're very in the early stages, uh, probably one or two. You don't need to be going mad. You know, you're just looking to um, validate that you can actually use external lead generation. It's just that in the early days, you want to be working with someone good because if you get a bad person, you get a bad experience, it might just put you off the whole thing. Um, so now what we then move to is we're now going to be creating marketing assets as the lead generation company. And that's going to then be going into the sales or marketing process of us, the lead buyer. And what we want to do is make sure that the process that is being used to generate leads matches up exactly with the sales process or the marketing process that the leads are going into. And when I say match up exactly, I don't necessarily mean that it's your brand, because if you've got a non-emotive product and uh, you're buying leads, let's say like insurance and, you know, um, you're just wanting leads that match this sort of profile that have these sort of requirements, the lead generator may well have their own brand and they're going to be driving traffic to that. But the key thing is that the messaging is the same. Mm. So that the audience, when they've been going through that marketing process to generate the leads, there are no surprises that you are then contacting them as the solution to the problem they're looking to solve. Because any sort of juxtaposition between those two points will just mean that the message is wrong. People won't convert. It doesn't, you know, there's something wrong in there. And it's something a lot of companies miss out on, but they're just trying to get leads really quickly. So what they'll do is just get like agree to what, yeah, that'll be fine. Let's just bang it in. And you know, the sales suffer as a result. And what's what happens is they don't even look at that as the reason why the sales are failing. They just go, this doesn't work. That lead generator is crap. Or the lead generator will say that sales process is crap. But really what's happened is there's a breakdown of communication for the user between the marketing to get the lead and the sales process that the lead is going through. Um, so let's say we've done that. So we're working backwards. We've got a like, you know, heavily optimized sales and marketing process in our company. We found a really good uh, supplier that we now want to work with. 
uh, we've gone through the marketing assets, made sure they're heavily aligned to the sales or marketing process that the leads are going through, and we're ready to go live. So this is now the point where the data is being collected. So traffic is being driven, data is being collected, being driven into us, the lead buyers, sales or marketing process. So this is where it sort of starts in a lot of the area that we talk around a lot, which is almost like the marketing operations side of lead buying. So you want to know which advert generated the lead, which landing page generated the lead, where the lead was sourced from, if it's affiliates or sub-affiliates, whatever. And now you need to make a decision. Um, if it's low volume, and I'd recommend that you start small, um, the sort of process that you're going to put this data through to ensure that this is a real person that could become your customer. You know, are they qualified? Is the data qualified that they could actually be your customer? Is it a current customer already? Would it duplicate against uh, your current prospect base? Is it on a do not call list that you have somewhere? Is the telephone number contactable? Is the email address contactable? Is the salacious words? Is there any chance fraud has been used, not even by the lead generator, just by the traffic sources to generate this lead? How quickly is the lead being delivered to you? Is there a chance if you're um, going after a sort of product that requires a consultation that you're better off booking meetings? So these are all the things that you need to now start thinking about. And when you're starting small, if it's like a handful of leads from a single lead generator, it seems quite manageable, right? Because you've, you should communicate with each other a lot um you know any sort of bad records you can send them back but it says you start to slowly scale that up which is what you need to do uh that you start realizing how much you need to control that data so there's two points in this so one is always start small so you don't want to go into this gung-ho and say you know we need a billion records over the next two years to drive our sales if you've never done it before you need to figure out whether it's actually going to work so you need to be, you know, small budgets, start working with one company, get it working, get the messaging refined, get this, make sure the sales process is on point and then get a second lead generator, third lead generator and start um, cranking up the uh, the wheels. And, and once you get to like several people generating leads or have a lot of leads coming into you, um, yeah, you need a... Uh, basically what we do without trying to sell anyone data ball, you need a piece of middleware that controls uh, where the data is coming from, make sure that it's actually someone who could be your customer. So, you, you know, it's a real person, whatever else, and removes all the bad data. And then that only delivers the data that 100% could be your customer into your dial, your CRM, your ESP, um, whatever it is. So that's how you sort of start the foundational piece and then within that you've then got feedback loops that need to be created back to lead suppliers to tell them where to drive more traffic from in order to make sales and then you need to track all the micro moments that are driving sales so this is like the foundational piece of a new company going into the lead generation market working with external suppliers uh, at quite a high level view they're the sort of steps that you need to go through there's quite a lot to unpack there um i'm yeah. just sort of i'm, I'm making notes i'm just what i want to do is make sure that 
people listening to this know the steps it takes. I'm going to pull some things through that you talked about there. I think are worth revisiting. Um, one of the first, one of the things you said earlier on was work backwards idea, um, and obviously we want to work backwards from the end goal, which should be a sale. But I think it's worth pointing out that unless you work closely with the lead seller, they will optimize for leads, not necessarily for sales. I think that's a really important point to re-hit, so I'm going to get you to touch upon that. Um, and something else you said afterwards, which I think needs clarification, is there is no secret source. Um, I want to explain what you mean by that and just reiterate what, not the secret source, but what the, uh, what the source is that you do need to sort of be looking for. Yeah, so when you're buying leads, exactly as you said, the, <laughs> there are two types of leads to buy. Um, and it's leads that are just data or it's leads that actually lead to a successful outcome. Yeah. So no matter how good the lead is, they, they always sort of fall into that pot, but it's you as the lead buyer that actually drive that. And how you do it is to create feedback loops to the lead seller that's generating the leads that tells them this is what good looks like or this yeah. is where the good leads are coming from. This is what we want more of. Um, because if not, all that happens is you just buy leads. And this is a big, I mean, you know, really experienced companies that buy, you know, I've worked with companies in the past that have spent millions of pounds on leads and they haven't had feedback loops in place. And all yeah. they buy is data. And it what it becomes is just a, um, they're basically filling the leaky bucket. There's just customers and data dropping out of the bottom and they're just pouring more and more data in the top. And you don't really want to do that. You just want to be cranking the dial so that you're going after leads that get higher and higher conversion rates constantly. And feedback loops is, you know, one of the best ways to do it. As long as you're working with a um, reputable lead generator, but it's quickly or it's easy to find out because your conversion rates won't go up. Otherwise, they just carry on the same. That just wouldn't happen if you were feeding about results. Yeah, and just just to hit that that the idea, there's no secret source. The reason I'm the reason I'm mentioning this is, if you are new to lead buying, there's a danger perhaps that certain people may tell you there is a secret source. That people might sell you things that perhaps aren't going to materialize. I think it's worth being aware of that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a load of bullshit right like this has been going on for years and it used to be a lot easier than it is now people go oh yeah uh i can't tell you where we're getting this traffic from but it, like it's unbelievable or yeah we've got this landing page and i can't share it with you um because you will get a secret source and find this just all bullshit 100 percent bullshit i even saw a guy say um this on linkedin uh a few weeks ago that a client had stolen his advert that he'd done for the client, the client stopped working with him and then run an ad that was kind of similar. And I was like, uh, it's not really an idea, you know, it's just some wording and some like wanky image anyway. But the reality is what the real problem is, is that lead generator has like no brand. Because uh, if yeah. they did, you don't rely on like a single ad saying something. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, for an advert itself, I could just go on the internet and copy anything. So there isn't anything out there that you can't like visibly see, you know, it's just the, the best lead generators, they're just the companies that are um, professional, firstly, so that, you know, 
they make it their job to try and make you the lead buyer successful. They understand they probably need to build their own brands. Uh, they're experts in driving traffic and they work very closely with you, the lead buyer, to make sure that you're making a success out of the leads that they send you. That is the secret sauce. Like, yeah. you know, and the traffic could be coming from anywhere. They might go, oh, yeah, we do it via PPC. We do it via native. We do it via social. We do it via affiliates. You know, we do it some other way. Um, but there's no ad. Like, yeah. you know, they, there's ads that are more successful than others, but there's no secret sauce ad. I, th I guess the reason I'm, I'm sort of pushing this is because I want to bring it back to the podcast title, Demystifying Lead Buying. Mm. And the reason we've called it that is for a lot of brands who look at lead generation, if there's no transparency there, they, there's this sort of opaqueness to it, which can be a bit sort of scary. And I think that's where this need to demystify comes from. But it's about, I suppose, understanding if you're working with the good or the bad, the people who are going to be transparent or not. It all comes back to this kind of idea that it's just about forming relationships with the right people and working with them, starting small, knowing you trust them, and then scaling up. It's kind of like, there's no secret source because it's quite simple in a way if you can get those things in place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, the, the thing of the secret source, and I think this is why people get ripped off exactly. So because of the opaqueness, it works in two ways. One is you can get ripped off, and the other is that you are made to believe that there is a secret source because there's no way of finding out that there isn't. Um, and the, yeah. when we say secret source, we mean that could mean anything, like some hidden advantage that someone's saying that they possess uh that yeah. will make things significantly better um i've been in lead generation for a long time right since 2006 and i must have heard the word secret source from 500 different people i've heard various words being used the same or you know the methodology that we've got will blow everything out of the water it's all 100 percent bullshit uh the only thing that ever makes any difference is experimentation. And it's basically working through what works and what doesn't and putting processes and things in place that allow you to be able to experiment and make things better, change ads, change the wording, change the image, change the landing page, change the sales process. Uh, but it's never easy. It's never quick. And there is no secret source. But what the key thing is behind all of that is the real secret source is working yeah. together and exploring possibilities for improvement between a lead generator and a lead buyer. That is really the only secret source to making things better. Yeah, you know, I could go on about like what we do. Oh, you know, if you verify data better and, you know, qualify it better and deliver it better. Yeah, it makes a difference. Like, but it's not going to, you know, transform 100% a campaign that will never work and suddenly make it working. It's just like a necessary process as part of, you know, lead generation or buying leads and the transfer of data and things. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, you basically, it's working together, putting processes and systems in place to ensure that your, uh, the data's good, make sure you've got a good relationship together to make sure that the leads are good. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I was I was going to sort of come to this point and say we've discussed a lot here. Um, is there anything to leave 
to leave this on because I don't want people to go away thinking this is you know it's too much to look at. There's a lot, but um, is that is that the, the sort of the take home message? Do you think like if people are going away thinking one thing before they get into this, what would you say it is? So that I I think working backwards is like absolutely key because yeah I don't I you you shouldn't go into lead generation like but lead generation is fine if you're doing it internally as a company right. So if you set up a company tomorrow and I know you were selling life insurance and you were generating your own leads, fine. Um, and you were experimenting on what you can get to work and some leads are good, some leads are bad, but you've only got yourself to blame and it's you controlling everything. Until you get that process sort of working and you know, you understand that with a certain amount of leads you can actually turn a profit. Um for any new company going into lead gen, don't do it until you get to that point where it's working. You know, you, you you're just going to make everything worse. And then meeting the right suppliers and forming relationships with them, um, and creating feedback loops that all come as part of this relationship. Uh, all these things um, build the or demystify the lead buying process. Uh, mm. So that. There is no one thing you can do. It's a series of steps uh, and processes that you put in place that basically demystify it all. Cool. Well, yeah, I think um, I think that's hopefully a pretty good foundational guide. Like we've like we introed it as in the uh, the start of the podcast. So hopefully, we've covered a good sort of like say a checklist of things that people can work through to get started on the process. And what I'll do is. I'll probably turn this podcast into a kind of a, an article, a blog, a blog or something where we can sort of add a bit of structure and clearly set out each of these steps. So hopefully people find that um, find that useful. Yeah, that was episode 103, Demystifyingly Buying, a Foundational Guide to Buying Leads. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.